Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another sweet dose of BG and the coach. I am that coach, and with me as always is BG. BG, what's happening? Coach, great to be back. Apologies to our listeners. We took a little bit of an extended spring break. Listen, we're people too. Mm-hmm. We've got our spring breaks. I know Coach went to the picture perfect postcard toxic wasteland known as New Jersey. <laughs> I was just doing my own thing, but we are back and ready to go. And I want to kick us off with a question, Coach. I've got a, a sports ethical question, if you will, that I need your vast knowledge to, to weigh in on here. We are recording this in the midst of March Madness. I believe our listeners will get it while March Madness is still going on. And I am conflicted. Oh, I'm, not, I'm actually not conflicted, but I want to see if you agree with my take on this. Mm-hmm. As you know, I attended the University of Maryland College Park for college, oh, storied word. basketball program. I've always been a fan since I went there of Maryland mm-hmm. basketball. I root for them. I was very active in rooting for them while in school. But I grew up rooting for the University of Missouri, Mizzou Tigers. And when it comes down to it, that's really my team. That's who I follow. That's who I root for. If Maryland and Mizzou played, I'd be Mizzou all the way. Do I need to root for the school I attended? Or do I get the benefit of the doubt because I grew up rooting for a school? And you can't just leave them in the dust. Yeah, Coach is going to give a clear, clear verdict while simultaneously talking in the third person from here on out on this episode. Perfect. You're good. You're good. You've got no issue because it's a childhood, like this area that you grew up in, you supported that team. I think it's problematic if you went to Maryland, but you're a Duke fan and you you didn't grow up (laughs) in the Carolinas or anything like that, right? That's the way it gets problematic. Yeah, I hear you. I guess the only reason I even ask it is because I look around and see how crazy people are about Mm -hmm. the schools that they're alumni of. And while I would love to fully share in that passion, I know that I really love Mizzou. And it's a little weird because I didn't attend there, but home is where the heart is. Yeah. No, you're completely in the clear. I, on the other hand, have a much more complicated situation that you'll have to weigh in on. Let's hear it. I, too, I don't know if you know this, I, too, went to the University of Maryland uh, College Park, just in case you wanted to know if it was main (laughs) campus versus satellite location. Um, UMBC, baby. Yeah, you shout out to UMBC first yeah. off, first 16 seed to ever take down a one. Maybe I wouldn't root for Mizzou as much if we went to UMBC. <laughs> if we went to UMBC, <laughs> I don't know why. There's that sense. We'd be much happier people. That's that's all I'm saying. I think that's much right. Happier. Although we never would have been able to live in College Park, a livable community. The most honest slogan I've ever heard in my life. It's Truth. not great. It's not great. It's livable. It's passable. You could technically live here. We don't recommend it, but it's certainly an option. Could you live here? Sure. Yes. Gosh, I wish that refreshing honesty was everywhere. <laughs> Looking at you, New York. <laughs> or Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> the Garden State. Get out of here. All right. Here's my problem, DJ. I, too, went to University of Maryland College Park, and I don't care for the team or the athletic program at all. Don't get me wrong. When I was a student there, I was a fan. I went to the games. But if we're all being honest with ourselves, the best part of those games were the tailgates beforehand. Yeah. Or like the 20 minutes before the game actually started. When it was all hype. Or even the first 10 minutes of the game. But like once you creeped into minute 11, 
I mm. distinctly remember you and I cheering for the clock to run out and <laughs> booing anytime someone went out of bounds because those games needed to end quickly. Let me tell you something, dear listener. If you find yourself alive at a sports <laughs> event, just praying that the clock will tick faster, like it's 2 p.m. Wednesday during a workday at the office, if you find yourself in that mentality, that's probably not the team that you should be rooting for. By the way, in hindsight, I'm not sure why we didn't just get up and leave. I respect our dedication to seeing it through to the end. Not, it's not like these were close games. These were blowouts, and I'm not sure why we didn't just get up and walk away. You're underselling just how lazy we were <laughs> in that era. I mean, the thought of like having to wade through up the staircases, go through the concourse, out of the arena, unless we absolutely had to, i.e. the game's over and security's telling us to do that, we weren't moving <laughs> anywhere. And to our credit, the stadium was pretty far from the rest of campus. Oh, yeah. And by pretty far, I mean like a 12-minute walk. But for us back then, that I mean, felt like 15 that's miles. That's a marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So uh, what I'm trying to say here is I I don't, since that time, I haven't rooted for the team. I don't root against them. Let me be clear. I don't think against them. But can I tell you a story that I think encapsulates why I have an issue with Maryland? This happened a while back when Maryland joined the Big Ten Conference, yeah, which is terrible. a bunch of Midwest schools, the area where I grew up. And I was working with a guy at the time who was a huge Penn State fan, who's also part of the Big Ten. These are two teams who have never played, or if they've played before, it's been like once in the history of time or something, right? They don't have any history together. Keep that point in mind when I tell you this story. So at work that week leading up to the game, the guy who I was working with was so hyped up about it and was trying to get me to have like a back and forth trash talk and be like, oh, who's going to win the game? And I wouldn't engage with him at all. And he got to the point where he got so frustrated that he just like point blank threw his binder down on the floor. Because where I worked, BG, we all carried binders with very important papers. <laughs> as, as you should. This is, As you know, the coach is very old and this is obviously <laughs> taking place in the early 1950s. So there we were with our binders. He threw it on the ground. He's like, I don't get it, man. Like, why you don't seem interested in this at all? And I said, listen, you've got to understand, like, our team and program, they're just not likable in a lot of ways. And this guy. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, this guy was like, he had no idea what I was talking about. He's like, what does that even mean, not likable? Like, you don't like the players? I was like, no, I don't. It's like the whole program, like the culture just isn't good. This guy thought I was a lunatic. And he walked away from that <laughs> conversation and was like, I'm never going to work with Coach again. That Saturday, Maryland played Penn State. And I don't know if you remember this. The opening kickoff at the beginning of every game, the captains for each team meet in the middle of the field for a ceremonial coin toss. And since the beginning of time, all the captains shake hands. That's happened in every college and NFL game ever. In this case, the Maryland captains refuse to shake hands with the Penn State <laughs> players. Now, we need to revert back to that point I made earlier. There is no history between these teams. This is not like a bad blood situation. I'm talking straight Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, Mrs. Coach is really, really stuck in my head. She's got all the stuff stuck in my head hope, right now. Hope you guys got concert tickets. Okay. We can do a quick side tangent on concert tickets. You need to give to that Taylor Swift tour. Mrs. Coach had me look into it. And you need to give not just thousands of dollars, but also a pint of blood each month for the next 25 years and your firstborn child. 
Well, I don't, I don't know what you mean by looking into a coach because I don't know anything about Taylor Swift other than I think those tickets sold out in 0.3 seconds. So you're looking into it, I think, needed to be more of staying up all night, making sure you hit the enter key of the Ticketmaster waiting room, and then getting ready to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'm talking reseller sites now. Think StubHub and the like. Oof, like that's yeah, where all the no, tickets are now. Yeah, you can't mess around with that. That's a kidney, at least. It's insane. But here's my issue with it, and why I'm taking us on this very important side tangent. I don't get it. I don't really get the concert experience, like sporting event. I get it. It's amazing to be there, and TV can't capture it. Concert. It doesn't sound as good as the actual music <laughs> you listen on Spotify, or dare I say it. CD or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. You're getting like a watered down version of the product, and I I get the atmosphere and the theatrics around it, but isn't it worse than just the regular music you listen to at home? So I'm going to agree with you, except I think what it comes down to is what you just said. It's more the atmosphere, and I think to push back on two things. One, I well not to push back to give like exceptions. I think if you're in like you're going like a stadium tour like I assume all of Taylor Swift's yeah. tours are, then I yeah. kind of agree with you, right? Like you're just sitting in a seat really far away and you're probably just looking at the big screen yeah. anyway. And like how much of an atmosphere is that really? If you're going to a, a concert where you have like lawn seats, even if those aren't ne- like the good seats, I do think there's an atmosphere to that of just you're outdoors, you're hopefully with your significant other or a group of friends. And it's more like a sporting event where it's you're there for the sporting event, but you're also there for the social and the good time of who you're with. Also, festivals, I think, are a lot of fun because then you're hitting up different artists. And again, it comes down to an atmosphere thing. But I will agree with you on stadium tours, especially when it costs as much as it does. Because really, it's like 10000 for the ticket and then an additional 10000 for the fees, yeah. which yeah. include a delivery fee, which I don't understand because these are digital <laughs> tickets. So what are you delivering? Like, imagine if I sent you an email and then sent you a bill for the delivery fee <laughs> for that email. Like, what are they even charging for at this point? Why are we okay with this? Anyways, I digress. <laughs> there, uh, there's so much I want to say there. First off, I feel like you're speaking in code when you say like lawn seats and festivals. Are you saying <laughs> drugs? I feel like I'm hearing you say drugs. Not, and that's I'm why really, they're so I'm, much better. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm just talking about the atmosphere of a concert or a festival. Okay, you said the word atmosphere. I feel like that's another <laughs> use still, of the still, code word. I want to be very clear. I'm not implying anything other than just going to enjoy it and have a good time and by good time i mean you say good time okay wholesome good time if you're over 21 imbibe with a beverage of your choice that's all i'm talking about you know what you sound like right now you sound like the ends of like the beer commercials where they have to do like a c a complete cya for themselves and it's like please enjoy this beverage responsibly in fact you shouldn't have any at all bad decisions will be made impairment will happen that's what the tone of voice you have right now but okay i'm gonna take you at face value, face value. Please do. <laughs> i will say that any big act though is what you're saying is any big act is going to be in a football stadium not the lawn festivals that <laughs> You and your criminal friends. (laughs) This is a normal thing. Listen, I'm not questioning anything. The lawn festivities that you so fondly speak of. Absolutely (laughs) disgusting. There's a war on drugs, BG. Are you you aware of this? I do do agree with you that most of the big acts... I'm just going to ignore it and keep going. (laughs) I'll agree with you that most of the big acts are going to be in the big stadiums. That's why I think those, unless it's like a real legend, which I guess you could argue Taylor Swift is. I just, yeah, I don't love the 
the stadium concerts unless it's just someone who is retiring or is like a real living legend but and even yeah, then i wouldn't pay the prices uh, okay so that exactly that's what i was going to say is like the ironic part of this is that the big cost tickets are those that are inevitably in stadiums with awful atmospheres atmospheres <laughs> <laughs> Right. So that, that that's my main point here is like if you're seeing a big act, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran's another one I looked into. Wow. That, oh, yeah. this is. Yeah, man. Woo. It's it's impossible. The Jonas Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> I think they're still alive, I think. <laughs> they are. We actually before the show verified yes. that they are both alive <laughs> and roughly our age. Yeah. Yeah. Still kicking it. Good for them. I actually don't know if they're still making music, but what do they do the rest of their lives at this point? Like they're not, I assume there isn't going to be a comeback. And if there is, it would have to be short lived. Aren't they like they're between the ages of like 14 and 18. What do they do with the rest of their lives? now? <laughs> I think they did solo stuff. I think they went off and did their own. Oh, thing. you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I we maybe. both know this because this is a pop culture show. And yeah, exactly. Intersection of sports and pop culture and pop culture. So and we obviously fees. <laughs> the fees though are, Oh man. There, if you read the fees, it'll just get you so, so angry because half of them are just trolling. Half of them are like preparing for the delivery yeah. fee, <laughs> processing the delivery fee. One of them is convenience fee. What do you mean yeah. convenience fee? You're the only place I can buy tickets. That's not a convenience. That's a requirement. That's There's what I mean. about that. That's right. At least like treat us like idiots, meaning like just do a single line item for fees and then slap a thousand dollars in there don't itemize don't show me that's what's the insulting part don't show me the convenience part the processing part the we need to pay for our kids college tuition (laughs) part like i don't want to know that keep me ignorant imagine you go to your local gruden shop where obviously you're going to go for any any good ice cream oh yeah and and they of course would never do this but you order an ice cream and the person scoops you out two scoops of let's say chocolate peanut butter and vanilla and they hand it to you and they say, that'll be $6 for the ice cream, another $3 for the delivery of me handing it to you. And we'll tap on $2 for the convenience fee of the fact that I scooped it and you did it. That's basically what (laughs) Ticketmaster is doing to us. That's honestly spot on. And I know there's like a war on Ticketmaster taking place right now, which may be the one war that, all of humanity can get behind. Like this might be the one war that brings us all together. Oh, that would be really nice. World world peace through Ticketmaster. Okay. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, that's essentially what's happening here. And uh, it's really just hurtful. But speaking of that, back to Maryland's program, not having any kind of culture. Let me ask you this. Do you think you feel that way? Because we both came from out of town. So we didn't grow up mm-hmm. rooting for Maryland. We just, we rooted for them because they were our school. And or do you think it's because you and I both took classes with a number of athletes? Yeah. And so we got to know who they were as people up close. Oh, BG, you're this is such a good point. Like this has been my theory for a long time. We haven't talked about this. Like this is or if we did, it was a long time ago. But my theory is in general with sports and like people you know if you know the person all the mystique goes away you know what i'm saying like we're the guy in high school who was like the best baller on the team obviously that was the coach back in the day but (laughs) if you are friends with them you're not like whoa they're amazing like no like it's all right 
or it might even be he sucks. Right. But like, if you don't know them, like maybe you're a younger kid and haven't met them, you're like, no, no, they're amazing. They're amazing. The same thing, same principle applies to college and the pros. If you're a friend by law, you can't hype them up. You can be nice at best, but you can't be like, they're amazing. They're amazing. It's like, no, that's just coach. That's just BG. Right. That's what I think you're spot on. I think that's what's happening here. We got to know the Maryland players as people and it was not good. No. Not yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you can only be lab partners one too many times with uh, the type of people who are on the Maryland basketball team before you just lose the heart to keep rooting for them. <laughs> can I tell you another quick story that has nothing to do with our college experience? I had a high school teacher who taught at Ohio State. There was a receiver named Terry Glenn back in the day. Do you remember Terry Glenn? Uh, Played Patriot? for the Patriots. Patriot? Yeah, yeah, exactly, Ooh. man. All Ooh, right. BG the coach thrown out the the coach. We know pop culture. We know sports. And we know Ticketmaster fees. <laughs> I know them so well. And the Jonas and, Brothers. <laughs> so, so Terry Glenn was this like star receiver at Ohio State and then went on to be a pro player in the NFL. Great. So he, this my high school teacher taught an English class at Ohio State at the time. Terry Glenn was her student. And Terry Glenn didn't show up for a single class, not one the entire semester. And at the very tail end, he showed up. It was either for the final or like the review session for the final. And it must have been the review session because she went up to him after class. And she's like, Terry, this is the first time I'm seeing you here the entire semester. What's going on? And he didn't really give a response. And she goes, you know, the final's coming up next week. And you don't know anything in this course. You know what Terry Glenn said to her? I can't wait. That's what's up. (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's the end of the story <laughs> he walked out of the class and then i guess wound up taking the final which i'm sure went really well but that is like uh, so i guess part of the reason telling that story is okay you get to know these guys and you're like oh wait a second they're just either they're best case scenario they're normal people or they're people that i can't take seriously right um or two, in this case, Terry Glenn, I couldn't have more respect for because <laughs> that's living like my top fantasy of like just being able to slouch down in a chair. I, I have say to say that's what's up. I have to start doing that at work. Uh, BG, we <laughs> help but notice you've been three hours late to work the last six weeks. Is something going on in your life? You, do you need to go to a part-time schedule? What's happening? And just lean in and say, boss man, that's what's up. Just leave. This is the best way of saying deal with it. It's like I thought deal with it would be the ultimate, but no. That's what's up is the best I'm out of here sign off I can imagine. Do you think that's what he wrote on the final for all of the questions? <laughs> the best part is it was multiple choice. He had to write in E. That's that's, that's doing extra work, extra credit. <laughs> uh, I also think Terry Glenn died. I hate. Okay, to be fair, you thought all three Jonas brothers were dead, so I'm taking true. Okay. everything you say. I've got like a morbid mindset on the episode tonight because before the show, I did tell BG we we're talking Jonas Brothers, which we do every Tuesday or at least every other Tuesday. Although, and, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just I'm getting I'm getting word in my earpiece from our producer. Terry Glenn is in fact, unfortunately no longer. My told, living. So rest in peace, you. Terry Glenn. I told you I'm the only one tracking Terry Glenn <laughs> from his college stories through his untimely, unfortunate death. But yeah, I had him uh, as I was getting to the end of that story. I was like, I want to finish this story in an uplifting and positive way that inspires our listeners and propels them into a promising week. And I was like, how about telling them that Terry Glenn actually is dead. 
again, deepest condolences to the Glenn family from Very much so. BG and the coach. That Very much so. Well, that story took a turn I was not expecting. But let me tell you about a turn you all should be expecting. And that's more BG and the coach episodes coming your way. And that's because we know we're your favorite podcast in the mm-hmm. world. If you want to catch those future episodes, if you want to listen to previous episodes, you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also interact with us on Twitter at BG and the coach. And until next time, enjoy Sans Crazy Fees, a cold, cold scoop of the Greg Grutens. Mm-hmm.